Welcome to My Fair Katie. I'll be discussing classic films with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schimmick. Together we will dive into sometimes deep but hopefully always fun discussions of classic films. Today we'll discuss the best and the worst of the greatest year movie history, 1939. We will also discuss a bonus movie, The Flying Deuces. Deuces? Deuces, yeah. We will also discuss a bonus movie, The Flying Deuces. All right, so what movies did we watch this year? We watched Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind, Ninochka, Dark Victory. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Goodbye, Mr. Chips, Love Affair. Of all those movies, we didn't even scratch the surface in 1939. Here's a, a list of some other movies from 1939 that we didn't watch. Babes in Arms with Judy Garland and Andy Rooney, directed by Busby Berkeley. Dodge City, starring Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland, Melanie. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, starring Charles Boyer and Thomas Mitchell. Gung It In with Cary Grant. The Women, a Joan Crawford movie, directed by George Cukor. I want to watch that. Yeah, this should, be, this should be good. Drums Along the Mohawk, Henry Fonda and Claudette Colbert, directed by John Ford. He had a big year, John Ford. And Henry Fonda was in Young Mr. Lincoln, which we also watched. Uh, Destry Rides Again, Marlena Dietrich and Jimmy Stewart. The Roaring Twenties, starring Jimmy Cagney. And Of Mice and Men. And Wuthering Heights with Lawrence Olivier. But we could do a whole other season on these. But let's talk about the ones we watched, which were some of the biggest and most famous, a lot of the Oscar nominees. Which movie to you was the biggest surprise of the ones we watched this year? Like how good it was? Yeah. Or how bad it was if you thought it was going to be good. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. In a good way? Yeah, and also Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, because the first time I watched it, I was kind of bored, and like I didn't really get it, but then once we did the podcast, I kind of understood it more, and it really made me start thinking. Hmm. For me, it'd be Ninochka. It was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> How about your biggest disappointment? Love Affair. Yeah. I mean, I knew it would be as good as Affair to Remember. Yeah, but was way worse than it was not good it was not good i've got some countdowns for my top five characters okay number five is dorothy number five i also have a wizard of oz character the cowardly lion number four is mr smith Ugh, i can't believe you put him in number four it's a travesty i've got saunders from mr smith number three is mr chips mr chips i'm surprised you had him that high he was just a sweet character, and like I like the change. When you came up with the best character category, I thought it was going to be all either Gone with the Wind or Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, I got Doc Boone, one of the many Thomas Mitchell characters from 1939. Number two, I have Melody. Mm, okay. I have Mr. Smith at number two. Oh. And number one, I have Scarlet. Scarlet. Number one, I've got Rhett. Of course. Of course. Let's do top three best outfits now. For number three, I have Lincoln's hat. Yeah, I have Ninochka's hat. For number two, I have Ninochka's hat. <laughs> it was a funny hat. <laughs> Lincoln's hat's a good one. Hey, you know, we've seen Lincoln's hat. Yeah. Lincoln's actual hat, not the movie one, but the real one. Oh, It's really? at the Smithsonian. American oh, History yeah, one. I remember that. Yeah. For number two, I have Bonnie's riding outfit. Bonnie Blue Butler. 
And then for number one, I have Scarlet's Curtain. <laughs> for number one, I have Dorothy's gingham outfit. And I'll tell you why. I know it's not like so glamorous, but it looks so ordinary and plain and it, it fits fine and it fits perfectly into 1939 black and white Kansas. And then when she opens the door and it turns blue, it just comes alive in color. And that combination that it worked in both black and white and color made me really appreciate it. As... Oh, I just chose Scarlet's Curtain because I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay. What's next? Let's do top three most stunning scenes. Okay. Stagecoach is my third. Apache Attack. I got that number three, too. Um, Two, the last scene in Gone with the Wind. It's a good one. I also have a Gone with the Wind scene for number two. But I have all the wounded soldiers. What do you got, number one? The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy opens the door. That's what I got, too. Yeah, that's a fantastic scene. Yeah. The top three biggest cries. Okay. For third, I have Love Affair because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I should have put Goodbye Mr. Chips there. Oh, you bawled like a baby on that one. It was sad. When he, he better not put his wife's picture up there. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments in our podcast tree so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you got number two? Dark Victory. What part of Dark Victory? Her dying or her walking up the stairs knowing that she was going to die soon? Her walking up the stairs because then I realized that um, her husband was going to be like alone and like he didn't know that she was dying then. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really sad. Because if I didn't know like one of my loved ones was dying and I didn't even get to say like a last goodbye to them, I'd probably be really sad. Yeah, but... That's what she wanted. She wanted him to remember her. Not dying, but living. Yeah. Okay, what you got number one? Guess. Mm, all of Gone with the Wind? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. What? The end of Gone with the Wind. The whole, like, half an hour? Or, like, the scene with Scarlet? The scene with Scarlet. Okay. And when Bonnie dies. <laughs> so and, <laughs> and... So the whole last half hour? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, what's next? Top three biggest unanswered questions. Okay. What do you got? For number three, I got, was Wizard of Oz a dream? Or did it actually happen? Okay. I don't know. I just really need to know. If I told you it was all a a dream, a fantasy, would that satisfy you? No, because I know you're just saying that. Oh, okay. So what do you got number two? What did Michael do after she died in Dark Victory? Hmm. I'm more concerned about whether or not the horse won. Really? I really want to know if that horse won. Yeah. <laughs> it was really important to her and Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Okay, what do you got, number one? Did Scarlet get back with Rhett? I know the answer to that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer to that. And it's yes. Yeah. Okay. Next we have our three favorite moments. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. Number three. I got young Mr. Lincoln's cross-examination at the end of the movie. Then I have when Mr. Chips becomes the headmaster and he puts the picture of his wife up there. It made me really sad, but it it was like kind of sweet. 
Ernest. He was very sweet. Yeah. Number two, I've got Scarlet and Rhett in the study. She throws the bass at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For number two, I have all of the stagecoach scenery. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and for number one, I have one of the greatest movies in movie history. One of the greatest. For number one, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith's big speech in, in the center floor. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Darn right is a good one. And my favorite moment is Gone with the Wind, all of Scarlet's and Rhett's moments. <laughs> I can't pick. <laughs> okay, you have to pick one. Ready, go. When Scarlet says that she's never going to go hungry again. There you go. Okay. Red's not even in that one, oddly enough. Okay, but. That is a great scene. Fabulous moment. So, tell me, who was your favorite sponsor? Here are uh, some of my favorites. I'll let you pick which one you like the most. The Taylor Machine from Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. The Ariel Podcast from Wizard of Oz. Stuart and Lincoln, Attorney's Law from Young Mr. Lincoln. Radish's Drag from Gone with the Wind. Cash for Jewels USA <laughs> from Ninochka and Uberlin Coach Lines from Stagecoach. Uberlin Coach Lines. <laughs> but I also really liked the um, Gone with the Wind Taylor one. Uh, what did we call that one? Oh, <laughs> Tara Taylor's Crate Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> uh, my favorite, of course, is the Aerial Podcast. I wish that was a real podcast. <laughs> Can we do that podcast? If you want to. Maybe I'll find somebody. Lily like should I, do it with you. Maybe I'll find somebody who thinks like I do about the Wicked Witch. And finally, let's count down our three favorite movies. Okay. You want me to go first? You want to go first? You go first. Okay. Number three, I have Stagecoach. That's a good one. Number three, I have Dark Victory. You changed it up on me in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew I knew you'd make fun of me if I chose gone or if I chose Wizard Boss. No, you should put it number one. Okay, but I want it to be Dark Victory now. Okay, all right. For me, number two, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Oh, I thought that would be your first. No. Okay, this is the best movies, nineteen thirty-nine. Number two is Goodbye, Mr. Chips, for me. Before um, you say your first, let's say our first at the same time. Why? I think everybody who's no. listened this far in the season knows what it's going to be. Okay, one, two, three. Love affair. <laughs> you didn't say anything either. I was going to say Dark Victory. <laughs> when it's clearly Gone, Gone with the wind. wind. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get to our little bonus here, what did you think of 1939? You think it lived up to the hype, at least the eight movies we saw? I wasn't really expecting that much from what we watched. And there's more movies that are pretty amazing, too. That look pretty amazing. That Yeah, that have pretty amazing actors in it. Yeah. More Thomas Mitchell, even. Even more Thomas Mitchell. You can't beat that. I think he's the winner in 1939. He's in Gone with the Wind, Stagecoach, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Hunchback in Notre Dame, I mean, has anybody ever had a year like that in the history of movies? No. I know who didn't win 1939. Lucille Ball. Ooh. Sorry. (laughs) Poor Lucy. I know. Terrible movie she's in it. What movie? 
Gone with the wind. That's not very nice. Really? Can you really see her No, I can't see her as Scarlet. I wouldn't take her seriously. Drop her in Nochka. That could be a good movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or even Love Affair. It would make it better. It would certainly be better. It might be a little funny. Maybe then it would be a romantic comedy instead of just a love story. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. Be better. <laughs> Anything would be better. Worst movie we saw this year? Love Affair. Love Affair. Is there anything even close? No. Of the eight movies? Everything else. No. The other seven movies were all really good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Another classic we haven't even mentioned yet is The Flying Deuces. Oh. <laughs> Stan and Ollie. A Laurel and Hardy classic. Let's do a recap of it. Okay. Okay. And now it's time to discuss our bonus movie, The Flying Deuces. While Stan and Ollie are working in the fish market in Paris, Ollie falls in love with Georgette, the beautiful daughter of an innkeeper. She turns down his marriage proposal. For obvious reasons. (laughs) 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 Because he's Ollie. That wasn't very nice. Am I wrong? (laughs) No. No, but he's funny. Sometimes I don't like think he means to be funny. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Does that make it funnier or less funny? Funnier. But it's not really funny to begin with. Isn't he really attractive when he does a little tie thing? No. <laughs> and he gets all flustered. No. <laughs> but she says it's because she's married to an officer in the French Foreign Legion named Francois. Heartbroken. Ollie contemplates suicide, forcing his friend Stan to join him and seeking himself into a river. Not a very good friend. Awful friend. And every Laurel and Hardy, yeah. by the way, he's the awful friend. Stan's a good guy. Yeah, I like Stan. He's a little simple, but he's a good guy. <laughs> by the way, I'm pretty sure I've seen a version of this, and it might just be because I'm old and losing my mind, but I'm pretty sure I saw a version of this where there were sharks in the sand. Yeah, I did too. Okay, you remember that? Yeah. Because when we watched it, no sharks. Yeah, but Do before... Do sharks make it funnier or less funny? Funnier. Okay. <laughs> but didn't they actually get into the water and it was, like, not deep? So that was kind of funny. It's <laughs> yeah. way <That's> deep. <laughs> Are you done yet? No, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at you at the movie. <laughs> Stan repeatedly interrupts Ollie as he is about to throw the weight in and asks him to consider the possibility of reincarnation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Ollie decides he, his preference is to be reincarnated as a horse. Francois, not knowing who Ollie is, catches sight of them and convinces them to enlist in the Foreign Legion in order to forget Ollie's failed romance. When Stan asks how long it will take Ollie to forget, Francois says it will take no time at all. I like that they're planning on going just until he forgets. Like the Foreign Legion just gotta let him walk out. I know. <laughs> this is why you read everything when you sign it. They even know how to read. Sure. Does Stan know how to read? (laughs) (laughs) 
don't know. He kept bumping his head in the bedroom <laughs> because the water was there. <laughs> so maybe he doesn't know how to read. <laughs> okay, it's my turn. <laughs> Ali and Stan learned. <clears throat> All right, let me start. <laughs> Ali and Stan learned their daily legion. I'm laughing so hard I can't read. <laughs> okay. Ali and Stan learn their daily legionnaire duties, for which their wage is 100 centimes, which is about three cents. We don't work for a penny less than 25 cents. <laughs> he was very adamant. 25 cents a day. Well, it was a lot back in 1939, even for fishmongers. Ali and Stan attempt to negotiate for a higher wage. For this, they are sentenced to menial labor, washing and ironing a mountain of laundry. <laughs> I love that mountain of laundry. Like, he, like, climbs all the way to the top. Yeah, like, there's grab... stairs on it. Yeah, I know, but why don't you just grab the closest thing? Why is he climbing to the top? <laughs> Eventually, he'll fall down. <laughs> Finally and miraculously, Ali forgets his broken romance completely. His and Stan's purpose in joining the Foreign Legion fulfilled. They abandon their task, discarding the still hot iron, which unintentionally sets the laundry pile alight. Angered by the hard work and low pay of the Foreign Legion, Ali writes to the commander an insulting farewell letter and signs it. It's a very funny letter. <sighs> they meet Georgette again, who's there to see her husband. But Ali, who is delighted that she has changed her mind to come back to him, proceeds to embrace and kiss her. So he didn't forget. <laughs> no, of course he didn't forget. I know. <laughs> You can't just try not to forget something and forget it. Oh, no, that's the worst. Her husband then arrives, informs him that Georgette is his wife, and warns him to stay away from her. After Francois leaves, the commander appears and pronounces them under arrest for desertion. They are taken to the prison, locked up, and sentenced to be shot at dawn. For burning some clothes? No, for deserting. No, that's legit. Oh, okay. Stan amazes Ollie by playing The World is Waiting for the Sunrise on the Bed Springs. As he. Ab- See, that was clever. They're going to be shot at dawn, and he plays a song, The World is Waiting for the Sunrise. While they're clearly uh... hoping the sun never rises. <laughs> so it wasn't just slapstick, that was actually clever. Yeah, but. So you just don't find anything funny in this. No, it's not. Not even the funny. sharks. It's not funny. Oh, it's just so funny. You're just old. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's been 80 years of people thinking this movie's funny. Young and old. It's funnier than the Stooges. But go ahead. As he is about to play another piece, the jailer yells at them to be quiet. Later in that evening, someone throws a note saying that they can escape by a tunnel under their cell. <laughs> Somebody just chucks a note in. <laughs> and also, it was like a piece of wood. How did they not realize that that was there before? <laughs> the tunnel. Stan causes an accidental cave-in, which causes the underground path to lead to Francois and Georgette's quarters. Of course. The whole legion engages in the hot pursuit of the boys, who flee to a nearby hangar and hide out in an airplane, which Stan accidentally starts up. How do you accidentally start up an airplane? (laughs) I know, it's ridiculous, which is why it's so funny. The boys fly until it crashes. Stan emerges unharmed from the crash, but Ollie has died, his angelic form seen ascending into heaven. However, Stan later bumps into Ollie, reincarnated as a horse. Stan is elated to find his friend alive, but Ollie grumpily remarks, 
Well, here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. <laughs> That's how every one of their, their movies ended. Here's another nice mess you've gotten me into. But he's a horse, which makes it extra funny. It's meta. Because they say it every time. But now he's actually a horse. And so it's like a legit mess. Mm-hmm. I know you want to laugh. I know you're trying hard not to laugh at how funny this movie is. No. We've seen other Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, and they weren't really funny either. <sighs> Were they funnier than this? No. Because in fairness, this is not the best Laurel and Hardy. They're better 20 to 30 minutes. Like the piano. It's classic. Yeah, but that just makes me feel weird because it's like just go around it. And stop pushing it down. And it's really annoying to me. That they're stupid? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but look past the fact that they're actually stupid. can't. Okay, fine. My point is, is that these traditionally were shorts before a feature film. So you'd see The Three Stooges or Laurel and Hardy and then a newsreel. And then you'd get... Like Gone with the Wind. Probably not a three and a half hour movie. But maybe Love Affair. My <laughs> Love Affair. I don't know because it's a normal length movie. Gone with the Wind was special. They didn't need to put in special features. But, you know, by 1939, Laura and Hardy were you know, looking to do a feature film, and this was one of them. I thought that it was funny how they jumped into the river and it was only waist high. <laughs> yes, that's really funny. <laughs> and the noise that Stan makes when he's scared or surprised is just priceless. <laughs> I'm just picturing it in my head, and it's hilarious. Okay, so who's the good guy in the movie? All of the army, because they were trying to kill them. (laughs) Every movie this year has been about love, and so was this one. And yet you still don't like it. No, it wasn't. It was. No, it wasn't. Ollie was in love with Georgette. But Ollie could have done better. Ooh, really? Well, I mean... Find somebody that loves you equally as much as you love her. That's a fair point. I mean... A horse girl. (laughs) (laughs) We can't... Nay. We can't nitpick this movie because it's so ridiculous. There are so many logical flaws. Cinematographical. Cinemagraphic. (laughs) Filmmaking flaws. (laughs) (laughs) So, so many logical flaws. Like, you can't even count, like, a hundred. Like, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of flaws. One of the big so ones. So many flaws. One of the big ones is that he doesn't even notice that she doesn't really like him. He just thinks if he keeps buying her candies and <laughs> waving his tie in a ridiculous manner. <laughs> she was leading him on, too, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't have accepted She was really the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. She should have said, I'm married. Why didn't she have a ring? Maybe she wanted to cheat on her husband. Because remember, he came back unannounced. So maybe he was trying to catch her cheating. (laughs) Whoa, this got dark. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (gasps) Wait. Whoa, this sounds like a film noir. (laughs) Okay, wait. Maybe Ollie was a paid actor who was trying to, like, date her. Like, have you seen those things on YouTube trying to catch, like, a cheater or something? Oh, well, people do that, and they pay people to do that. Maybe Ollie was getting paid. Before YouTube, they did that, but yeah. 
Okay. It sounds like a film noir. Would it be better if it were a film noir? Would it be better if Humphrey Bogart played the role of Ollie? No. Because then you wouldn't take Humphrey Bogart seriously again. No, no, no. It would be a completely different movie. Imagine Humphrey Bogart. His hat. His short tie. Wait, can you do his voice? No, I can't. No, can I you I do his voice? And like, no, I here's look, another fine. You got me. <laughs> I seriously cannot do his voice. But I wish I could. It would be a great impression. He falls in love with a girl. She doesn't really love him. Husband comes. He tries to kill himself. Husband doesn't know it's the guy. Talks him out of it. Gets him to join the army. And then becomes his boss. What about the stupid friend? Yeah, he would have been killed in the beginning, just like in the Maltese Falcon. I like Stan and Ollie much better. It's happier. Okay, there you go. See? I <laughs> found a way for you to like <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. <sighs> I'm starting to like this, this other idea, though. Humphrey Bogart gets arrested for desertion. Then he tunnels out. And then he goes on the run. So final thoughts on Blind Deuces? You go first. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Recommend for everybody? No. Over the age of two? No. One and a half thumbs up. One. Wait, no. One thumbs down, one thumbs up. Like this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or this. This one or this one. Can you hear my wrist crack? You're an old person. I know. That's why I like Lauren Hardy. <laughs> this one or this one? That one. Okay. Who do you recommend it for? People over 50? Yeah, but you're not 50 yet. <laughs> All right. So, season one. Say that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Schimmick. A special thanks for our music to Marty Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.